two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast in the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. I'm Tudor Dixon, and I'm so glad to have you here today because today we are joined by the Internet's dad, Rob Kenny. You might have seen one of his YouTube videos where he has amassed over 4.5 million followers for his Dad How Do I style videos that give practical advice, teach us how to do projects around the house, like how to unclog the bath drain, and give us our daily dose of dad jokes. But most importantly, Rob is stepping out as the father figure for those in need. Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. You bet. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Tudor. I am really excited about it because I love what you're doing. There are so many people out there that right now feel like they don't have that figure in their lives for various reasons. I mean, either kids that have gone to college, people that are trying to make it on their own, some folks that come from a broken home and maybe haven't had that dad figure. And and you've been able to do this, but it was kind of a, a COVID inspired thing. I know it had been in your mind for a while, but explain what really pushed you toward doing this. Yeah, I uh, I thought of the idea a few years prior, um, and then during the pandemic, I ran out of excuses. My daughter, she's 31 now, so she, she was 28 at the time. She kept pushing me to do it, and I kept coming up with excuses like everybody else. I procrastinate, um, but I ran out of excuses because I was locked up like everybody else. And so I did uh, How to Tie a Tie. I started my channel, ironically, on April Fool's Day, so it was April 1st of 2020. And then I did my first upload on April 2nd, which was how to tie a tie. And it wasn't a big commitment, right? Just tying a tie. Um, I thought I would just uh, (laughs) throw that one up there and kind of throw my hat in the ring and see what happened. It's so interesting. Actually, one of the guys in our office was like, I learned how to tie a tie from him. So it was effective. A lot of people saw it, um, which I think is awesome and amazing. But it's something that so many people have tried to capture. I mean, it's like getting lightning in a bottle, right? Being able to do something and have people really see it. So what do you think it was that sparked so many people to come on? Because you continue to bring in new followers all the time, right? 
I do. Yeah, it continues to go on an upward trend and my Facebook and my Instagram continue to, to continue to grow. So, you know, I I, I think I, I thought I was just going to show people how to tie a tie or how to shave. I, you know, in my ignorance, uh, <laughs> it turns out it's resonating on a completely different level where people are are crying watching me tie a tie or crying watching me shave or listening to me shave in the background, just having that run while they're doing st- something and the comfort of maybe what those memories were. Maybe you didn't have the memories. Maybe you had a bad experience. And so there's so many different stories that I that I hear. And if you go to my channel, you'll see the comments. And a lot of them are heartbreaking. Some are heartwarming. But yeah, it's just resonating on a level that I didn't anticipate. I thought I was going to have 30 or 40 followers and just have this tight little group group where I was downloading nuggets from uh, that I that I had to learn the hard way a lot of them. You must have a pretty diverse audience of folks who have maybe lost a dad or don't have a dad for various reasons. I mean, lost a dad to death. Maybe someone has a parent serving overseas, but you're kind of there to be able to give them that advice. And probably a lot of moms have been incredibly grateful to you. Do you hear from moms very often? (laughs) Yep, quite a bit. Like you said, it's kind of all over the place. And I start my videos by saying, hey, kids, and I have 80 year old kids. So, uh, you know, I try to just, you know, make it heartwarming and uh, make people feel loved and to the best of my ability where you come in and just you know you learn something and you feel better when you walk away that's uh that's what my goal has been all along and i you know i'm a man of faith and so i i feel like in my finite fallen way um i'm showing a little bit of god's love and i think he's um touching people's hearts uh through it you know again i'm i you know i'm just a man i'm doing the best i can i certainly can't represent god but i can to the best of my ability try to try to represent him the best i can that i love that because i think oftentimes in this world we are trying to step in for god there's so many people that are like okay i can do this all on my own and and you sort of had that experience in life where you felt like you kind of had to do it all on your own and and when you accepted God as your savior and Jesus as your savior, that really changed how you look at the world. And I think that's an incredible message to send to people. You're not doing this all alone. You don't have to be doing this. And you don't really push it in these messages. You just kind of let leave the, the, the God loves you message out there, right? I do. Yeah, I end my videos by saying, God bless you. And I've had people say, oh, you shouldn't say that. I'm like, you know what? You've, I'm sure you've had worse things. You know, I'm going to leave it in because that is who I am. And in any interview that I have, I'm happy to share about my faith. I, I try. It's tough. You know, I don't want to look like I'm compromising or what have you. But I do want anybody and everybody to feel welcome, whatever walk of life you are. And so I um, so and I do have some Wisdom Wednesdays where I do share, you know, hints of scripture, too. So I I try to drop that in as well. But I also don't want to scare people off by shining a light in their face. You know, so there's a balance there of trying to to make sure that I'm I'm doing it correctly. I think we're in the same situation there because having gone through the political machine, I guess I would I would say it was similar where people, you know, you get a lot of advice, this is your faith, but don't push your faith. And you, you kind of wanna make sure that you are careful about not offending people. But I think that is sort of the Christian message in general is to live your faith and let people see it. I mean, if you're, if you study the Bible, the Bible is really telling you live like Jesus and people will see that. Yeah, I think so. You know, and I I have my devotion every morning. And so I'm constantly, you know, 
making sure that I'm doing what I believe the Lord would have me to do. And I, I was struggling early on because, again, I didn't realize I was going to have such a large following. And I do feel a responsibility with that platform to make sure that I'm doing what God would have me to do, because I see everything through that lens. That's how I see life. I, I recognize that my life is a vapor. I'm almost 60, you know, I, I turned 59 um, in May. And I feel like I was just a kid, just, <laughs> you know, not that long ago. And so it goes by so quick and understanding life from an eternal perspective, I think is huge because it gets you through, you know, you run into different trials or what have you, but you recognize that in this life, everything is temporary. And so that has always helped me. And any success and any followers, you know, they come from him anyway. And so he obviously is, is, wanting this is the path that he wants you on how long for our listeners i mean i know a lot of people try to do something like this and they they look at your situation they go gosh that just happened overnight what a lucky guy how long did it actually take you to get to the point that you're at right now with followers yeah so it, it's been a little over three years but my channel did go viral during the pandemic so i started my channel in april like i said and then it went viral end of may uh and i only had like six videos six or seven videos at the time. Uh, but I think a lot of it has to deal with my backstory um, because I'm one of I'm one of eight kids. I'm number seven. And my dad um, and mom started out really well. But then when um, then it started to fall apart, I won't get into that. You can read my book if you <laughs> if you want to know more. But uh, around when I was 14, my dad um, decided he didn't want to have kids anymore, which, you know, isn't really an option. My mom um, couldn't take care of us. So I went to live with my brother. Uh, he's And he was 23 at the time. Um, That's a pretty he, critical age to just be. And for 23, I mean, that must have been that must have been a moment in life that really kind of I mean, a person can be rocked over that. And look at you now. This is this is impressive. Uh, well, uh, it's God, you know, I, again, so I, it'd be crazy for me to try to take the credit. God um, worked on me and worked on me and got me to finally forgive my dad. Uh, and I'm embarrassed to say again that um, I became a Christian when I was uh, like 27, 28 before my daughter was born, right before she was born. Um, and then uh, it took me a long time to forgive my dad. I I, I held that um, for, for probably 20 years, even as a believer. I realized I should forgive, but I couldn't. I couldn't find the strength to do it until I heard, you know, that saying that says unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping it hurts the other person. And that really hit home with me. That was me. I was, yeah, I was drinking the poison and spinning that plate and spending energy keeping that thing alive of wanting to not forgive my dad. And so when I finally let go of that, there was freedom for me on the other side. And that's the main reason I even share the story is to try to encourage other people to forgive because forgiveness is powerful. I think some of the people who can speak into your life the best are those who were saved later in life, because you can see both perspectives and you can really fully understand where that unsaved person is and where their heart space is and that confusion and that that feeling of being lost is. And so I think that that probably contributes a lot to your success in being able to reach people in their heart space and encourage them because you're not coming to them from the, the perspective of you have to live this way. It's, hey, I know where you are. I've been there and I can talk to you about this. And forgiveness is one of those things that is really, really a challenge, especially for folks who feel like they're in that that 
heart space where you, you feel lost and you don't know which way. You don't really have a, a North Star. You don't have the, that faith in God leading you. And so I love the fact that you have this experience that you're able to bring this and to talk about forgiveness. I mean, we just had this at church a, a few weeks ago. Our pastor was talking about forgiveness. And I think it's something that that you and I have talked about is important that a lot of people feel like you need to have that person come to you and say, I want you to forgive me. And you learned over time and you held on to it. And I know you talk about feeling guilty that you've held on to it, but gosh, God has a plan for you to be able to speak from an, a, a place of knowing and for your heart to be pure in understanding this. And so you lived this and you realized it doesn't take that person coming to you to ask you for forgiveness, does it? It doesn't, because if you're, you know, if you're waiting for them to ask you, they might have moved on in their lives and not even feel like they need to ask for forgiveness. And meanwhile, it's killing you. So Mm -hmm. it's in your best interest to forgive um, and not wait for, you know, it seems so obvious to me now, this side of it, um, what was I thinking? But um, I'm grateful that I finally finally got there. Um, And, you know, I I will share one thing, too, that I think there's there's a victim uh, mentality in our society where people want to, for some reason, ride the whole victim thing, you know, and and there's people that have been through way worse than me. So please don't, you know, I'm not going to act like I went through the worst anybody's ever gone through. People have been through worse. But there's a lot of people that haven't really been through much. And yet they still want to, you know, have people feel sorry for them and feel like, um, you know, I want to play a victim. It's just not beneficial. I've found, you know, once you can take control of your own life and go, you know what, this is my life. I'm no longer going to have that thing hanging over me. I'm going to go do what I want to do and do what God would have me to do. Uh, There's freedom in that. And it's boy, it's amazing because then wow then you can learn and do anything and you know the the world's wide open to you well i think that is a message that people are dying to hear right now there is a path for you there's a path forward and there's a successful path forward and you can get there and i believe that that's why listening to what you have to say is so valuable to people because too often today our kids are being bombarded with messages of you don't fit in you shouldn't be happy this is some place where you can claim victimhood and you're really telling people you don't i i've been in this bad situation and i can tell you on the other side you don't have to be a victim absolutely and uh, you know i try to encourage people to break the cycle of you know um if you didn't have a good example that doesn't mean you have to you know continue that that on you can you can do it a different way be the dad you wish you had you know um and it's sad you know the fatherlessness in our society and how um, fathers are kind of mocked a little bit and act you know like homer simpson you know the simpsons are funny but also within that you kind of get a little bit of disdain for fathers and then also um al bundy you know some of that stuff i think it has a trickle down effect and i i loved being a dad I did. I, I still am a dad, you know, I mean, my kids are adults. And so we we um, relate on a different level. So if I can help in even a small way to encourage dads to understand, it is cool to be a dad. Pour yourself into your kids and you have that be your legacy. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for your daughter to be the one that's encouraging you to do this, she must know what an incredible dad that you've been. But it is interesting to me because at 14, being on your own, and really even at 23, having your brother there, I mean, there's still a lot at 23 that you have to learn. Where did you learn all of this that you're able to share it? I, I did learn a lot from that brother, for my brother, Rick. I have to give him credit. And I, his wife as well, Karen. Um, they were newlyweds. They were married in October of 78. I moved in with them in January of 79. And so they were 23 and 24 newlyweds uh, in a trailer. I used to call it a mobile home, but they were in an 8-foot by 35-foot trailer. And suddenly they have a 14-year-old um, kid. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, more power to them, right? Uh, the fact that they they took me in when they felt like it was the right thing to do. So I learned a lot from him. My brother Rick is a he's retired now, but he's a journeyman carpenter. So I learned a lot of things from oh, him. Wow. Certain things that I had to learn on my own. He uh, I learned how to tie a tie from my roommate when I was nineteen. Um, I learned how to shave. I can't remember exactly how I learned how to shave. It might have been Rick. I, I can't remember. But yeah, so I learned things kind of all over the place. And one thing that Rick taught me was to not really be afraid to fail. Uh, you know, when you're because he's again a journeyman cabinet maker and he's 
doing everything exactly the way it's supposed to go. And then I would help him and I go, oh no, uh, I, I messed this up. And he goes, don't worry. Yeah, we'll do this. We'll fix it this way. We'll fix it that way. You know, he's very good at pivoting and 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 kind of covering your mistakes. That helped I me think that's something that, I mean, throughout life you learn that you, you actually learn the most through failure. I mean, even running for office, you learn a lot when you lose and you got to take that with you. You can't let, you can't let failures get you down because without failures, you have no successes. That's absolutely true. I, I did a, a wisdom Wednesday on that about, I've done a, a few, but, um, making mistakes. You know, I, I remember when I was learning how to ski and if you never fall when you're skiing, you're probably not getting any better. <laughs> if right, you're pushing yeah. yourself uh, and you're falling, that means you're trying things that maybe, you know, you're that are out of your comfort zone. And it's the same way in life. If you if you're so cautious that you don't ever want to make a mistake, well, you're not really trying anything then because you're going to make mistakes. And I compare it to baby steps. I talk about baby steps a lot um, because when you're a baby, you don't just give up walking. You know, you try to <laughs> you don't overthink it. You're a baby. You get up and you walk and oh, I fell and I get up and I walk and pretty soon you're walking. That's as right. Adults, as adults, we go, I'm just no good at this. I just I, I'm going to stop because I'm just not good at it. Well, you got to give yourself a fair shot um, with the failures. No matter what age you are, there are always voices that will be speaking into you saying, nope, you can't do this. You're not good enough. And you've got to push past those. And I think that's something that young people today haven't realized that that happens to all of us. You are not alone. When you feel like you cannot do something, when you feel very defeated, you are not alone. You have to push past it. The, the pushing past it part is what makes you a different person, a better person, a more determined person. But but you mentioned something that I want to go back to because you mentioned the whole Al Bundy's and, and the way the media portrays parents. Now, I've found it with my kids in this generation, there are a lot of shows that are specifically for kids where... The kids are playing pranks on the adults. The The parents are always kind of doofuses. They're acting like idiots. The kids are leading the way. They're managing the household not in a good way. They're managing the parents not in a good way. And that's been something as a mom, I've started to kind of shut those shows off because even my husband, he was like, they feel like it's like they think they're in charge. And, and we see this across a lot of different families. We actually saw a comedian over the weekend who said, I'd like to take today's kids back to 1982 and have them see some of our parents and the way they acted with us because they would be shocked by how you have to respect adults differently. How do you think that you combat that in the media? I mean, you seem to be doing a great job. I, I think the fact that you have as many followers as you do means that 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 concept of kids really wanting some discipline wanting to know that there are boundaries 4.5 million followers must mean that's true yeah i think so you know the wholesomeness too uh, you know i try to keep everything wholesome where i'm not swearing i try to just you know be a try to be a guide to different people I, I compare it to fast food too. You know, it, we have so many options for fast food and oh, I'm hungry. Ah, do I want to take the time to eat the meal or do I want to go get fast food? And I'll just eat fast food and then you eat fast food and then you go, ah, it doesn't really feel really good, but I guess I satisfied my hunger, but I don't really feel great. And I think, uh, you know, a home cooked meal, you feel good when you take the time and you cook the home cooked meal and then, you know, you eat it and you feel you not only cooked, but you also we're nourished better than fast food. 
And I think on social media and TikTok, where people are swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping, they're they're eating fast food and wondering yeah. what they're missing. And then when I'll you know I'll show how to make meatloaf or I'll show how to do something on my on my channel, then uh, people just kind of hanging out with me and the people that actually can it's funny still you know you see it's a 10 minute video and people hang for a minute and a half i'm like you couldn't have just you couldn't have just stayed there for 10 minutes i mean uh, <laughs> oh we have our attention span is so bad now isn't it horrible yeah but there must be i mean you have a lot of people that are tuning in so do you do a lot of recipes and things like that because that's another thing we had someone on the podcast early on who was talking about the health of our young people and just the way we're eating right now. Apparently our young people, and I'm talking about elementary school, we're seeing fatty livers in these kids. We're seeing a lot of obesity. And so that's something that I think we also need to learn. We've got a lot of people that have come. The, my generation is kind of the, you know, the key, the kids that are had their own key. They're coming home at after school. They're feeding themselves. And so we probably started some bad habits with this change to having two parents working in the house when I was a kid to now, most people, most homes are two parents working and kids are left on their own more often these these latchkey kids. Um, so what is the message that you get to young people so that they understand there are healthy ways of eating? Yeah, I try to share that. I, you know, I I also think life needs to have a balance. There's a time to have fast food, right? I mean, I, I'll eat fast food occasionally, but you just can't, that can't be an everyday thing that you do. So you need to have a balance and it's good to enjoy life to, oh, let's go out for dinner or what have you. And so I do try to, you know, not be unreasonable that we all just need to gnaw on carrots, you know, we need to, <laughs> you need to live your life as well. So um, I'm trying to share recipes that I'm familiar with. You know, some of them may not may not be the best for you, so I'm not going <laughs> to uh, say that all. I of think them it's are different, though. Even though I, even comfort food that you're making at home, I would say that it's made in a different way. The process is different, and it's. I think that there's a healthiness to just making your own food and spending time with family. I think that there's also something to be said for that. I agree. Yeah, I think there's something, yeah, with the experience of cooking together. Or, yeah. you know, I think one thing, too, with uh, it, it, it's funny because sometimes, you know, you can't we don't stop and pull ourselves back and go, what am I doing here? What choices am I making? But meanwhile, life's going by and you see people like having dinner and everybody's on their phones. Yeah. Well, can we put the phone down for like 30 minutes and connect? I, I always thought that was so important. You know, we didn't have that issue because our kids were, you know, they're a little older. But uh, like dinner, we always made sure we'd we'd gather together for dinner so that you could reconnect and spend that time talking about your day. And we carved that time out and made sure we and we kept it, you know, may not have been exact same time every time, but we made sure that we had dinner together because felt like that was important. And you see so many families running here and running there and running here and running there and, you know, and not they're not carving out that time that I think is is important. You've got such a diverse series of videos. I mean, you have messages of inspiration. You're talking about recipes. You're talking about tying a tie, fixing things, all of this stuff. What have been some of the most popular videos that you've put out there? Yeah, the tying a tie was... Uh, was because it was the first one i think uh, and i tried to simplify it and i also you know say you know don't have a fat tie uh, or a fat knot and a short tie because that's dorky <laughs> and i even people i even people say oh don't say dorky i'm like 
come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, people scrutinize everything. But I did I did one where I said, uh, I'm proud of you um, because I think it is important to be able to share uh share your heart with your kids you know a trained monkey can run around and fix things you know <laughs> i uh i wanted to be more than that i wanted to be able to share my heart with with people and i thought that was important with my own kids too so that's why i'm thankful for wisdom wednesday where i try to talk about a quote and share what i think about that quote and even that people will scrutinize well that person said this back in 1965 so i can't listen to anything he says like i did a video that said you know if we're only looking for quotes from perfect people there'd be no quotes aside from jesus of course but there'd be no quotes because we're all imperfect but you can learn something from from everybody and so i try to and those so wisdom wednesdays have been, become really popular um yeah and because i again it's so there's so much more to being a dad than just fixing things i think it's important to fix things but it's so much more important to pour your heart into your kids. What's it like for your kids to share their dad? <laughs> Since they're older, it's okay. My daughter, actually, she ended up uh, doing something else because she wanted to have a normal relationship with me. So she kind of helped me with this and we were doing it. And then she was like, you know what? I, Dad, I, I'd like to have a little bit of a normal relationship again with you. And so I'm grateful for that. She's, yeah. So she, she's doing good. And I called my son when it first went viral and said, Kyle, are you okay with this? I said, you know, because my family's more important to me than anything. I said, if it if you don't like this, I said, I'm happy to take it down. I won't I won't post anymore. He said, Dad, if I was nine years old and you were chasing this, he said, I'd probably have a problem with it. But you did good. Uh, I'm good. Um, so he's out and uh, he works for Amazon out in uh, Arlington, Virginia. So he's clear across the country from me. Wow. Well, that is, it, it is amazing. I love your story. You are kind of the king of dad jokes. So I think you need to leave our audience with a few dad jokes so that they can share them with their family. <laughs> I don't know about the king. Oh, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, so a couple of my favorites are, uh, my son said he didn't understand cloning. I told him that makes two of us. <laughs> that is a very good dad joke. <laughs> and uh, did you hear about the short psychic who escaped from prison? No. He's a small medium at large. <laughs> that <laughs> those are good ones. That's and those are I mean, honestly, that's the, the best part about this is that no matter what age you are, you can tune in and listen and learn something and take something away, even if you're just sharing the dad jokes. So before I let you go, I want you to tell people where they find it and where they find the book. Yeah, so the book's available on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble too. Uh, it's just called Dad, How Do I? So, um, and then my, I have a Facebook, Dad, How Do I? Instagram, Dad, How Do I? I'm on TikTok at the real Dad, How Do I? Because somebody was pretending to be me, so I had to put in the real Dad, How Do I? And then on my big channel is uh, YouTube, Dad, How Do I? Well, don't miss him. Make sure you check out the real Rob Kenny. He's the Internet's dad and the creator of Dad. How do I on YouTube and all of those other places? Rob, thank you so much for being with us today. You bet. Thanks for having me on, Tudor. Absolutely. And thank you all for joining us on the Tudor Dixon podcast. For this episode and others, go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can sub subscribe right there or check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have an awesome day.
two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash tutor. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.